0: Hello, bitches. God damn it. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> it's
1: almost perfect. Was it?
0: Oh, <laughs> welcome to Wicked Myth. This is Taylor.
2: Hi. It's Nigel, your <laughs> it's boy. It's
1: Brenna, and they're back. We're and I've them so
0: much. We missed you. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you. We missed you all so much. How y'all there. I know, I sound so enthusiastic. We missed you so much. Like, wow. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good to see
2: you guys. Mm-hmm. Welcome
0: back. Yeah, I definitely liked leaving the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
2: I missed that
0: bed. Oh my god, that bed was amazing. Ugh. We got hitched. So that was cool. We're married. If you guys aren't following our socials, you wouldn't know that. But me and Nigel did get, we got married. We tied the knot.
1: We did it, finally. And, oh my God, the pictures. Oh. They're so beautiful. If you haven't, go on Still. our social medias, look at the pictures. These two are gorgeous, and the pictures Still. just show. Thank so. you. At,
0: at Thank Wesley you. Leon uh, Studios, he's amazing. He he did yeah. a great yeah. job on our
1: pictures. Oh, he's my God, legend. they were beautiful. So, yeah. My favorite is the one of you two in the pool. Yeah. I love that I jumped one.
0: in a pool in my wedding dress. Yes. <laughs> Which was a ton of fun, but you fun. guys just
1: both look so beautiful in it, like yeah. the lighting and everything, and it's like cheekbones, and I'm like, oh, yeah. He
0: actually, no. we waited till everybody was out of the pool room, <clears throat> uh-huh. and um, he brought in his own <laughs> lights, and you couldn't even see them like flashing. They no. were like, they were. I think they reacted with the camera, or yeah. Every whatever. time
2: he took it, they mm-hmm. would go off. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. and
0: um, like it, just to make that lighting, well, and oh, so it was so crazy
2: because cool. it was such a dingy like pool area, like yeah. lighting wise. <laughs> And it looked
0: like it was a decent hotel, but it wasn't like it was a business best, hotel. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the pool is just there because the we have is, a pool, yeah. you know. So uh, it was cool that he made it look so pretty because oh yeah, it
1: looked amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they we were did just, a great job.
1: All of them, all of them. The one of of um, you guys against the brick wall too, when you were kissing, and it's like yeah.
0: I know yeah we got some really great pictures <laughs> so I was super excited yeah shout out Wesley Leon Studios Wes is amazing if you're getting married so beautiful book him he's great Yeah, it's worth the money it is definitely 100% everybody. worth everybody he's he was oh my gosh he was just amazing so helpful the entire day um, I, I tried to drink champagne and I was chugging it out of the bottle but I didn't anticipate the bubbles right oh no so it shot out of my nose <laughs> and I was like trying to hold it in my mouth and Wes was like watching me because he said my cheeks were like expanding and he was like just spit it out Taylor (laughs) (laughs) but he was great and super supportive (laughs) I love it he was was awesome so yeah definitely highly recommend him but yeah we're married now husband and wife shit so cool
1: congratulations hell yeah thank you So you guys may have noticed we did miss a week we took a break for the holidays and yep. uh, then yeah. before that was was um, I had my sister and my brother in law on it and while I love them I really missed working with Taylor Nigel. So Yeah <laughs> we, we missed you, it's no weird, way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah but um yes I'm 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 glad to be back. This feels good. So. Yeah, it yeah. feels
0: more natural, huh? Yeah, it <laughs> does. It does, it does. Not like There's... the first
2: episode or you know, my first time too. I get it though. Yeah. It's, just like, yeah,
0: it's hard to Hi. be comfortable with it the first time.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. Like I remember like we even called ourselves out in our first episode. Yeah, we we're did. Like, this is awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, we have a good chemistry together and, and I think so. Well, I love my family. It wasn't there in a performance. So I think it was still good. It was nice. Yeah. I was so glad that they were there for me. Um but yeah, I, I, I missed the banter with you guys. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we it was a, it was a cool, cool everybody experience.
0: Had a great time. I hope everybody's holidays were good. Me yeah, and Nigel. Was... I made Thanksgiving dinner. It was mm-hmm. a fucking chef's kiss. I'm awesome. Awesome. I hate to pat myself on the back, but like because I'm 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 Chef's Kiss, honestly. So yeah.
1: I made yeah, a chicken. Thank you guys for that by the way, because I've been using that phrase. Chef's i never chef's kiss. used <laughs> it before you <YouTube>. two. <laughs> and now I catch myself saying it and I'm like, God damn it. I feel
2: it. <laughs> It just comes out like yeah. word vomit now. Just yeah,
1: ugh. I'm like they've wormed their way in. <laughs> I see it at
2: work like all the time. I'll look at a palette it's that's me. stacked really nice, and I'm just like, "Oh, chef's kiss." Oh, yes.
0: It's <laughs> me. I'm the I'm the chef's kisser. Mm-hmm. I am the worst. I got everybody saying it now. <clears throat> I yeah. love it. Chef's kiss. I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. So we um we have a movie recommendation for you guys. Yes. That's just before we get into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yes. We've got a movie recommendation that me and me and Nigel watched this movie first. I've
2: been dying to see it for um, months.
0: And then we forced and Brenna into <laughs> it.
2: Yeah, well, you did. I forced <laughs> Brenna.
0: I forced Brenna into watching it. Um, <clears throat> but if you guys haven't seen it, it's been out for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um The Lighthouse.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. With, uh, my With William Dafoe and, and Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. And,
0: yeah. yeah. Very good movie. Like holy shit! You like sea shanties? You're gonna love
2: it. So yeah. yes, <sighs> I haven't seen a movie like that in just in recent years. That's so like refreshing. Yeah, and nostalgic almost in a weird way yes. at the same time.
1: Yeah, you know, just a lot of like the <clears throat> scenes reminded me of of old Hollywood yeah. and yeah. old Hollywood horror specifically, yeah. mm-hmm. which is like one of the reasons I fell in love with it yeah. yeah and a lot of a lot of imagery from Greek mythology yeah, yeah. well the end permit Prometh- definitely- it was it is it was definitely I think it was a take on Prometheus yeah you mm-hmm. know yeah. and the whole Prometheus myth and and I like instantly the imagery from it I was like oh my god and they made so many references to Neptune too yeah, yeah. and you know yeah I, yeah, it's definitely a weird movie. So if it you're, is, if you're not like into that stuff, don't. It, it's it, not going to be your thing. But it's supposed yeah. to be a slow descent into madness. So it's supposed to be weird. Yeah. I, um, I was listening
0: to some uh, reviews about it today, mm-hmm. and um, they were going more into like the deeper, you know, like thinking about the movie. And yeah. I think this should be a movie that we re- rewatch a few times mm-hmm. because it's full of analogies and it's full of metaphors. And I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those you need to watch a few times before you get yeah. all of it. But um, Robert I saw, Pattinson was
1: so good. Uh,
0: I know, yeah. amazing in this film. Like if you've never seen Robert Pattinson
1: in a movie besides Twilight. Yeah, you please. don't understand. He is a good actor. He is he a is. great actor, <clears throat>
0: and him and Willem Dafoe, their chemistry. Oh my God! Yes. Cheek kiss, amazing. And Willem Dafoe is so... another
1: one that I love. Like yeah, yeah Willem Dafoe. Yeah. I think that might have been his best performance ever. I don't know. I'm a big Boondock Saints fan. Well, so I, I loved him in that. It was so, it was up there though. 100%. Yeah, it was definitely up there. Um, it yes. was a it was great. And
0: yeah, it uh, they, they shot a lot of it in Nova Scotia. I found all this out today, so I'm just sharing my knowledge. <laughs> but awesome. um and they built all of those sets by themselves. That's amazing that
1: long hallway. Like yeah. between the house and the lighthouse. Yeah. When they first showed that, I'm like, oh my God, I hope they do a long shot down that corridor. Yeah. And when they did, I was like, that yes. is so rewarding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The cinematography in that movie oh, was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yes.
0: Yeah. It, the, it was visually stunning. The sound design was beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything about this movie was great. Yeah. Um. So if you it's, haven't seen it, please yeah. watch it. I think, yeah, I think It'd it's been be out for a year now. I
2: think out. Was it?
0: I think uh, it's been out since November of last year. I thought it was 2018. Then yeah.
1: they, yeah. they did. So maybe it was the 2018. dialogue
0: so naturally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. they played like, off of each other so well. I I don't think I could, I could ever in a million years with all the training in the world, I don't think I could pull that off. Yeah. Like <clears throat> that kind of speech and that pattern and that cadence, but it was so natural for yeah. both of them and like Willem Dafoe was so believable in that mm-hmm. role. I know. Yeah, like, he really was. I'm I'm like genuinely gonna be mad if I meet him and he doesn't have like sailor tattoos, <laughs> <laughs> right and a beard No, he doesn't yeah and yeah. like doesn't talk like that cause it's like he was just so amazing yeah. yeah
0: and if you're one of those people too that's like if you are like this movie is boring yeah. Because, okay, be, but give it a few
1: minutes. You will get it's used to it. It's a slow build. It's a slow burn. And I, but in the best way. I yeah. think the pacing.
2: I didn't, I didn't think it was boring at all. No, you know, I uh, didn't think so either. No, not ever. Even the fucking. Uh, but what I'm
0: talking about is like general audience. Oh, well, yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. just give yourself a few minutes to get yeah. used to way that Willem Dafoe speaks. Because you will catch on. Quickly, you will catch on.
1: Yeah.
0: I know Nigel says that he didn't have a hard time, but I know a lot of people did well, have I'm a just, hard time. I'm just with a it.
2: buff asshole who fucking appreciates good movies. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's not for everybody. I think it didn't general seem to, me to adjust, but yeah, you're um, right. It isn't for everybody. But it's definitely worth watching.
0: 100%. Yeah, even if you don't end up liking it, uh, it was
1: a great movie. I, I haven't.
2: It captures Cabin Fever just perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. It's.
1: God, it's so good. In the weird and bizarre places that the mind tends to go in those moments. And, yeah. And just, you know, like, <clears> it. some of it will take <throat> you by surprise. Like, like, like the whole mermaid thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, suddenly mermaid vagina. And I'm like, whoa, okay, hi. Spoilers.
0: <laughs> oh. No spoilers. Sorry. Well, actually, you know what? This movie's been out for a year, so been, yeah,
1: yeah, it's been there for a while. But I love the choice to shoot it in black and white, too. Me, too. Same.
0: And it it old, made a lot of uh, sense. Aspect yes.
2: ratio. I don't know the dimensions I think it's yeah nine by nine or yeah nine or something. something like that it's square. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's square
0: yeah yeah it's square but um it it works, it works. yeah and and even with that it still is visually stunning
1: That is, it's beautiful it's a beautiful movie yeah like, I mean the ability to, haunting.
0: to capture mm-hmm. what they did yeah and and especially in black and white because black and white can really dull out a lot of um a lot of features mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. it's and they, they did a great they job. Everything that they did. That, yeah. The story was great. The performance was great. Yeah, The directing was great. I think it was great. It was great. It was a very good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's the first movie me and Nigel have watched in a long time that we've been in agreeance was a 10 out of 10 yeah, in our so. books. Yeah. So, And me and Nigel are, I'm, we're, we're film buffs, I'd say. I'd say so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. We are. It so. was really good. It, and it was, it was the same thing that I thought The Quiet Place really did well. Of taking, like, little moments and making them super tense. Yeah. Like, little everyday moments that shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. But in this scenario, in this way, they, like, they were very tense, you know? So what do you guys
0: think about this this theory? Okay, so I was listening to a um, review about this movie earlier, and Mm -hmm. they brought this up, and I was like, I didn't even think about this, and I don't know how. But um, that Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are the same person.
1: Oh, and
0: it's him battling himself. himself
1: oh, I would love And that. coming to
0: terms with him killing. Um,
1: yeah, Winslow.
2: Spoiler.
1: It's big spoiler. I already said we were gonna spoil it. Yeah, uh, you know I could definitely see that, and it makes sense too if you if you think back to some of the imagery and some of like the hallucinations he was having. Yeah. That a lot of that imagery certainly starts to make sense.
0: And then well, when he comes out and their names are
1: the same. Yeah.
0: That too was like,
1: hmm. Yeah. But you he know? does huh. kind of tap yeah. into that. Like how, like when you're left alone with yourself in that kind of scenario. Yeah. That's. Your worst enemy is, is... Exactly. Your own personality, your own demons, and all of that. And you, you have nobody else there to bounce anything off of. So, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Especially, hmm. like, the weird hostility that, like, started, like, right away. You yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That was, like, okay, why are you both coming at each other like that? Like, there's yeah it, yeah it, in that context yeah i could definitely see it i like that a lot yeah so that wouldn't that makes it even more interesting than that's it what makes was. me want
0: to rewatch it because i'm like man what else did i miss right. yeah you know yeah and um yeah it, it was really great um 10 out of 10 i would i would definitely it, it's rewatchability is
1: yeah high yeah yeah I, I did i definitely wanted to go through it again too and um kind of do a running total of, like, how many, like, references to Greek mythology they make, even subtly, because it's not all direct. Yeah. yeah. Some of it was real subtle. Some of it was in the imagery. Some of it was, you know, um, just in the way certain things were, like, were, like, blocked out, yeah. you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, it was a really <clears throat> good movie. I was very happy that, that you recommended it to me. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So.
0: It was great. Anyway, Now that we've spent 13 minutes talking about (laughs) whatever. um, What do you got for us?
1: Yes. Okay. So um, they were kind enough to let me do a side because this is something I was, I'm always about the history and things like that. And I've been talking to you guys a little bit about this, um, but I wanted to do a side on the Pendle witch trials. I'm so excited about this. Yes. This, um, these actually occurred before the Salem witch trials and I'll go Mm. over all of that. Um, But a lot of what happened during the Pendle witch trials influenced the Salem witch trials. Yeah. So it's a crazy, bizarre story um, that is just, I don't it's sad and ironic, but it's it's even more so because it's a true story. Yeah. That makes it all the more intense, at least for me. So um but I was started, yeah. Um my sources were um YouTube, um, the channel Timeline, which has a lot of great documentaries on it. Mm-hmm. So if, if you like history at all, they have a lot of great archaeology and, and things like that. Um this particular video was the trials of the pendle witches um then an article from the bbc.com the witch trial that made legal history by francis cronin um august 17th of 2011 and historicuk.com the pendle witches by ellen castlow mm-hmm. so those were my sources these were all, all right. great articles definitely go check these <coughs> things out and definitely check out the the youtube channel timeline I, it's all i believe bbc documentaries and they are amazing yeah so they have a lot of great um a lot of great information the other one that i got was from absolute history um which is also really really good channel but also i believe um a branch of the bbc somehow owned by them so thanks bbc yeah we love you bbc i do so much can we move to your country can we live in england uh i don't think they want us (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It <laughs> should be fair I don't it's blame fair. him. Let me come I, home by please. Uh, anyway, um I'll get started. So here in the United States, we grew up hearing a lot of the history of the Salem Witch Trials. But what if I were to tell you that the trials were part of a much bigger and much more complex story one that speaks to humanity's strongest adversary in our pursuit of justice, fear. Today I was going to tell you I'm going to tell you a story about fear and the justice system. Uh, fear and a small girl of nine years old. Fear in the Pendle witch trials. Nine years old. Nine years old. Mm. Yeah, that hurts. Um, Jesus. Yeah, between February 1692 and May of 1693 in Massachusetts, over 200 people stood trial for the crime of witchcraft. Jesus. Out of the mm-hmm. 200, 30 were found guilty. And of those, 30, 20 were executed, 19 by hanging and one by a method known as pressing. Now, I don't have this in my notes, but I do want to go on about that one. because Pressing, pressing yes. And brutal. It. Possibly one of the most badass lines in history was uttered during that execution by the man they were executing. Mm. They, the It's slowly putting rocks on a person's chest to smother them. Yeah, Ooh. it's brutal. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my god. They were, the whole time, they were telling him, confess, confess. Yeah. And he would look at them and go, more weight. Every time. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that is so hardcore. He would not confess. Yeah. Yeah. And just kept telling him, put more weight. Well, something like, fun
0: fact about like... God like, um,
1: damn, sir. Oh, yeah. Jesus.
0: Well, something about like um, the Ooh. Salem witch trials that I know. I know we're going to about that today. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people, they wouldn't admit to being witches because then... Their family would lose everything. Yep. Their family would lose their land. So they would rather die so that their family could continue to have land and um and any bit of wealth that they had mm-hmm. rather than say they're a witch to live. Because oh. they would lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything would be taken away from I them. So a that. lot of people died just to protect their families. Yeah.
1: Which is heartbreaking. Yeah. And they're I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. The thing too, I don't think a lot of Americans understand too, is like because we know about the Salem witch trials, yeah. But we don't know much about the witch trials that preceded, yeah. You know, yeah. And there were many more. Oh, it wasn't yeah. just like a one or once or twice. I mean, witch trials and witch hunts happened several times throughout history, yeah. And almost always, it was women being persecuted, and yeah. For you know being a little different or being smarter or being you know knowing a little odd or eccentric yeah (laughs) knowing how to read or get you you know yeah or just it it, especially in this case too they kind of talk into it where it was a blend too of like of religious conflict and clashes there was a whole lot of politics and i don't think we quite understand now that back then religion was political Yes, completely and totally. It was a, we yeah. lived in a theocracy, mm-hmm. and yeah. who you, your religion dictated your loyalty to whatever ruler you had at the time. Yeah. If you chose another religion, then they would consider it treason. Yeah, they would consider it you know you slapping this ruler in the face because you don't agree with them. Yeah, yeah. which is. You know, one of those things, it's why we always need to question the people in charge. We cannot agree with them all the time because this is what it leads to. Exactly. This kind of dangerous scenario. And it's not a question of, will it do that? We already know it will. Yeah, exactly. We have proof. We have historical evidence that this is what mindless obedience leads to. Exactly. So it cannot, Mm. you know, it can't happen anymore. We have to do better, you know. Damn the
2: man, dude. Yep.
1: Mother, should I trust my government? The answer
0: is no. (laughs) No. Don't trust
1: the government. (laughs) (laughs) No. But um, going back, uh, many people are familiar with the story in the United States. We aren't as familiar with the events that preceded it. Events that found their way into the book titled Country Justice. This book was used uh, during the court proceedings during the Salem Witch Trial. It sat on the desk in front of the justice while this happened. Um, It did this by referring to a child's testimony which in the end was what let the justice take the children's testimony or the young people I think they were more teenagers weren't they I don't remember but it allowed Yeah like
0: tweens like 13 yeah. usually it was yeah. 12 to 13
1: year olds but they referenced this to allow a child's testimony Yeah which is yeah. what
0: fucked people over during the Salem witch trials Exactly um, but you know, this is why Yeah this is
1: the origin of that law Yeah mm-hmm. so, And if you guys
0: don't know. That is what got most a lot of people executed. I'm sorry. I don't want to steal your stoplight nope. I just I love the Salem witch trials, and I'm so happy that you're talking about this. Um, <laughs> well, and you're back too. Yeah, so. yeah. And I'm back, and I'm just yeah. excited. But yeah. um that if you if someone reported you as a witch, and children would report you as a witch, mm-hmm. you would just be prosecuted as a witch, and there was no
1: there was nothing. There was no question, and this led to a lot of problems. I'll I'll we'll go into it um a little later. Like. The, the consequences after. Yeah. Because irony. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, for decades before the Ocean Away, this, this case had an impact on the Salem witch trials. And it's important, I believe, for us to understand that the witch trials were nothing new. Yeah. You know, something that had already happened before, and that's the biggest thing in history. I think people constantly forget that nothing is new. Yeah. You know? History is constantly repeating itself. Constantly, yeah. Um, So, during the uh, Salem Witch Trials, they kept referencing the testimony of a nine-year-old named Janet Devis, and she is the center of our tale today, so... Before we begin um, with Janet's tale, however, I should paint the historical backdrop of England at the time. On the 5th of November in 1605, a man whose faced history well-remembers failed his attempted assassination of the king and parliament. This man mm-hmm. was Guy Fawkes, part of a group of English Catholics led by Robert Catsby. Catsby and his compatriots were feeling the strain of religious intolerance against the marginalized Catholics. Queen Elizabeth was the first to introduce the Elizabethan religious settlement, which required anyone appointed to a public office to swear allegiance to the monarch as the head of church and state. So again, that goes back to that thing that we were talking about where it was very much both.
0: Yeah, it was it was treason to the crown. Yeah. If you didn't follow the same religion as them.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, for those that refused, the penalties were harsh. Starting with fines and ending with imprisonment or execution. Hmm. During this time, Catholic priests were who continued to practice their faith were tortured and executed in mass. Mm. So it was. It's where like if you hear about like um, we hear about that time, it's it's this era. Yeah. yeah. So. Hmm. Um, While the Scottish-born successor, King James I, was not as harsh as his predecessor, he was also not kind, and the attitude of the people had not altered much. So Catholics were still mistreated by both the public and state. Mm -hmm. Something else important to note at this time, that King James was obsessed with the subject of witchcraft. He even wrote a book called Demonology, which instructed readers to persecute practitioners and supporters of witchcraft his obsession extended into the law and in 1612 each justice of the peace of lancaster La, Lancash- sorry lancashire like <laughs> were instructed to compile a list of all those who refused to attend church or take communion refusal was a criminal offense
2: just to not go to that's fucking wild
1: or to refuse or to communion. refuse sorry. yeah
2: yeah okay wow. Yep.
1: And there was also... Actually, it's the
0: respectful thing to do is to refuse communion if that's not your faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, by today's
1: standards, at least, that's the respectful thing to do is not to take communion. Yeah. Um, Many at the time associated Catholicism with witchcraft because there was a lot of talk, you know, in Catholicism about about demons and and things like that. So people often associated Catholics with witches yeah because they they spoke about it yeah right you know not because they believed it or practiced it but because they even dared to mention it yeah which is bizarre and horrific you know it it shows the lengths people will go to for a scapegoat yeah you know and and oh for sure how wild they will get to justify it
0: we see that repeated throughout history yes
1: i mean constantly yep (laughs) And it's during this tense time we find the story of Jeanette. It's all it all started with Jeanette's sister, seventeen-year-old Allison. Uh, she came across a peddler by the name of John Law on the road, and Allison and her sister Jeanette were both beggars on a daily basis. They were approaching people, asking for you know money or items, and you have to imagine that being beggars during this time, it wasn't a good job it wasn't one where you were treated with a lot of kindness you weren't given a lot of quarter so um allison asked john law for some pins and his response was to refuse and she in turn cursed him as you imagine like somebody who suffers abuses daily would yeah you know i don't think it was anything really out of the ordinary Suddenly, the peddler fell to the ground, unable to move, with half his body paralyzed, his speech impeded, and his face and body drooping on one side. Today, we recognize those as symptoms of a stroke. However, back then, they chalked it up to Allison's curse. Allison herself was horrified, convinced that she had actually harmed this man with her words. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Poor girl.
1: She even went to his <clears throat> bedside that night and begged for forgiveness.
0: Oh, Poor girl.
1: Yeah. And we now know she had nothing to do with it. Yeah. He was just an an older man who unfortunately had a stroke. Right. No. And it was time and place and pure coincidence that led to this whole disaster. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. Now, the case was brought before um, Justice Noel, um, Noel. Noel. Pardon me. Um by John Law's son, who actually got, who was really insistent that mm-hmm. something be done about it, um, and Allison was completely convinced of her own guilt. Um, oh,
0: poor girl! Uh, That's yeah, awful, man.
1: that. To and again, me, how old was she? I'm sorry. 17. seventeen. Seventeen. She was Ugh. seventeen years old. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, She confessed that she asked the devil to lame John Law. That was her confession. Yeah. So while she was being questioned, she was asked to name more witches because of course, and she did starting with her own grandmother, a woman known by the locals as old Demdike, who was the village's cunning woman. Now Mm. something to understand is cunning women at the time were not one facet in the community. They weren't just healers or some mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. They operated also as social workers almost yeah. and kind of mediators. Yeah. They were also kind of police in in mediation too. Um they did healing, they did things like that, you know. They were central to the village. Yeah. They were depended on. They yeah. were important people. So even if they weren't rich, they were still they were linchpins of the community. Mm. Yeah. So um, something important to note about Jeanette's family, though, is that they were very poor. Jeanette lived in her grandmother's house called Mulken Tower. Now, we may think that name sounds grand, but it really wasn't. At the time, Mulkin was the word they used to describe or, or be the modern day equivalent to the word slut.
0: Wow. Yeah. Ooh.
1: So it was literally their home was called Slut Tower. Um, sometimes also th- there is a local slang um, called uh, f- what was uh, mucking, which loosely translates to shit. So it wow. was either slut tower or shit tower. Yeah. So, yeah. So she had very humble origins indeed. Um, <clears throat> the family survived by begging and doing odd jobs for their neighbors. And um, what their grandmother made as the village's cunning woman. Um, cunning women were important to these small communities. As I said before, she was the equivalent of a doctor, social worker, and police officer all rolled into one. While witches were taken, to, were considered to hurt people, cunning women were sort of their opposite. They were there to heal. Yeah. yeah. So if you used your abilities to hurt, you were a witch. If you used them to heal, you were a cunning woman. Mm-hmm. But in the broader scope, it was still considered witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. No matter how it was used. So, and unfortunately, if you fell out of favor with a client or upset somebody and they, or they wanted revenge against you, that was literally all they had to do was accuse you of witchcraft and you were, yeah. So it was, but it was the only way at the time for her to take care of her family, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's nothing new. Like today we have grandmothers that are, you know, responsible for their grandchildren and taking care of them. So, you know, I, I can see a lot of um, grandmothers, especially, kind of identifying with her. Yeah, you yeah. You know, and in, in doing what you have to to take care of your family. So, um, Jeanette, old Demdike, and Allison also lived with uh, Jeanette's mother, Elizabeth, and her older brother, James. Elizabeth's husband had died 11 years earlier, which, if you've done the math, poor Jeanette grew up the family bastard. Mm-hmm. So she was the only one james and allison oh, were both elizabeth's husband children yeah yeah so um so that's
0: already a hard fucking life back yeah. then you know that was that was
1: you okay yeah sorry <coughs> yellow i'm,
2: good. I'm okay. good my apologies <laughs>
1: Not a problem.
2: Well, I'm smoking a little vapey vape here. And I I'm mean, if your lung to... comes
1: up, I'm gonna put it <laughs> in a jar on display at the shop. is not cool, but
0: we're trying to quit smoking, so we're doing yeah, this. I'm it's so it's not any guys. better. Don't. No, I bought a pack today.
2: Work was hell. You know, it's it's okay. But like, anyway, if I admit how fucked, how fucked up it is and how fucked up I am, it's fine. It's cool. It's fine. Right. It's
1: fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm very proud of you both, though. For Thank you. It. I know yeah. it's hard. It is and... very hard. I'm yeah. happy that you guys would be, you know, doing something a little healthier for you, and yeah, just going kind to of overeat now. Yeah, be fine. <laughs> uh,
0: but mm. anyway, being a being a bastard back then, oh yeah, it was a huge deal. Huge, huge
2: deal. deal. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. I would have been scum of the earth. But I'm a big old bastard. Yeah. It was also
1: very, <laughs> very, very common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, yep. there are records and registries, like none of the laws against against it helped there yeah. was still you know it was just very very common to have illegitimate children yeah.
0: y'all it was mm-hmm. not that long ago that
1: that was still very very frowned upon oh yeah like wow yeah when i was pregnant with sorsha actually i had a co-worker ask me if scott and i were going to get married and i said no you know i i've been married and i've been divorced i have no desire to go through it again what an extremely rude fucking question exactly yeah, uh... well it <laughs> got worse so um but You know, I was explaining that for Scott and I, marriage just isn't a thing. Yeah. You know, it's not something we want for ourselves. I call him my husband because I've made promises to him. Right. And I didn't involve the state. Right. I refuse to. Right. This is between me and him. Right. And that's your choice, 100%. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's where we are with it. Um, But then she asked, Well, aren't you afraid of somebody calling your daughter a bastard? And I said, Well, it's not the 1800s, so no. Right. I'm not right. afraid of it. Right. Almost nobody uses that anymore. Right. And I can't tell you how many people have children out of wedlock. It's it's Honestly, not it's not a thing anymore. Somebody, At least not here. <clears throat> right. If
0: somebody called my child a bastard, I don't have a child. But if I did. Mm-hmm. If somebody called my child a bastard, they must like really like the taste of knuckles. Yeah. You know, like I will fucking knock you out. Right. This was an older it's woman which was rude. why I was
1: like yeah, I'm not gonna to really say rude. anything. It was just one of those like, okay, you pick your battles. I knew I wasn't gonna change her mind with yeah, any well reasoned yeah. yeah. argument, mm. so Sometimes it was just, you just move on. Yeah, I just moved mm. on. Yeah, yeah. So
0: anyway, back on topic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, during um, Allison's trial, she didn't only name her grandmother, but another local cunning woman um, and a rival of Old Dundykes called Old Chaddock's. They got real creative, apparently. <laughs> If you were old, you were old, and that's what you were. You were called. So. <laughs> right. Um, but the head of the rival family lived nearby. Uh, the the Devises. The family had been feuding for a very long time. The Chaddick's family even broke into Malkin Tower at one point, stealing several families' possessions that today would equal a loss of about a hundred pounds. Yeah. Um. Also, John Devis, Elizabeth's husband and Allison and James' father blamed the illness that eventually took his life on Old Chaddix. According to him, Old Chaddix was threatening to harm him and his family, and he would pay her an annual fee for protection. And the one year he didn't pay was when he fell sick and eventually died. So, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yep. Um, James himself also testified Um, during the trials that Old Chaddix had collected skulls and teeth from local graveyards and um, said that she and her daughter Anne buried them in a hole with a clay doll. Um, They did, in fact, find a skull and four teeth buried, uh, but despite this accusation, it was not enough to save his own life. Accusations flew back and forth between families and family members, each accusing not only other family members, but each other, or the other family, but each other. Both Old Demdike and Old Chaddix were questioned, and I say that with emphasis because, yeah, yeah questioning was not really what they did. Yeah. They no. didn't sit down and have a conversation <clears throat> with these women. Um, yeah. They threw accusations at you and you agreed. Well, they also used various forms of torture, too, to yeah. extort, you know, so starvation, sleep deprivation. Yeah. You know? um i don't know if this is the period in which certain tortures were outlawed um but yeah they these were approved methods at the time yeah so um there's a lot of ways to harm a person without laying a finger on them yeah and they made sure that they did all of them yeah so
0: evil motherfuckers
1: yeah yeah it was um, also the conditions in the jail cells were absolutely appalling and filthy. Sickness was rampant. Yep, not surprising. Still an issue. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. this day. Yeah. Yep. In fact, Jeanette's grandmother did not survive the trials. Aww. She died of what was called jail fever. Oh. Yeah. So she never actually even made it to her trial. That's she that's died off. before. That's so
0: upsetting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Another important piece of the story is that Allison's questioning, but before everything began to spiral out of control, so this was after the incident with the peddler, but before the trials themselves, um, the family held a party in the tower on Good Friday, instead of being at church and taking communion, they feasted on a sheep that James had stolen. Word reached Noel and he went to investigate with a constable as a result of eight more arrests were made and questioning and try, you know, trials. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when they got there, it was, it was pretty much just, at, um, Jeanette's family. Yeah. But they started in an effort to kind of save themselves. They started naming names. Mm-hmm. So trying to say, Oh, you'll, you'll never believe who you missed. You know, this person yeah. was here. Yeah. That person was there.
0: And that, that was the problem, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The trials were held between the 17th and 19th of August in 1612 at Lancaster. Everyone on trial that was at the party, or accused of being at the party, was tried and killed for the crime of witchcraft. Yep. One of the women was a well respected landowner named Alice Nutter. Um, She had means, she had money, and she was still stood accused. Um, It's speculated, however by Nutters' descendants that she was actually brought there because she was a devout Catholic. In fact, two of Alice Nutters' family members were priests who had been hung, drawn and quartered.
0: Oh my god. Yeah.
2: What does quartered
0: mean? Uh cut into
1: quarters? Oh.
2: I did not know that. Oh mm-hmm. god. Ew.
1: Yeah, gross. Um she was a well-to-do woman, so it was <clears throat> it was very very unlikely that a well to do woman would go to a feast of stolen mutton. Yeah. yeah. In a place called Slut Tower. Yeah. Right. I don't see that happen. Makes zero right. sense, yeah. Exactly. So slushful. how she it was ever even, you know, yeah. but that's to me what why it makes sense that she was she was persecuted for being a Catholic.
0: Yeah. Not yeah. for being
1: a witch. Because, you know, So, uh, Lancaster Castle is still a prison, um, well, still a prison as recent as 2011, sorry. Oh. That's still pretty
0: recent, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even have, they even still have a tower known as Witch's Tower. Wow. Yep. The cells were cramped and tiny and filled with people. (sighs) Jeanette's family was all together in one. Um, in the cell was Old Demdike. Allison, Elizabeth, her brother James, plus old Chaddocks, Isabel Ruby, Margaret Pearson, Alice Nutter, John and Jane Bulcott, and Catherine, Catherine Hewitt, plus eight other prisoners in a cell that was 20 by 12 feet. Wow. Yep. We don't know where Jeanette spent the four months her family was imprisoned the theory is that she lived under the protection of Roger Noel and he groomed her for the case. She would become crucial to the case. Um, Now we need to introduce a man known as Thomas Potts, who penned the book, the wonderful discovery of witches in the County of Lancaster. Potts gleefully documented the trial and dedicated the book to his patron Thomas Nivett, who was the man who actually arrested Guy Fawkes, the book was meant as to make a clear connection between Catholics, witches, traitors, and terrorists. Wow. While it was described in the documentary that I watched as an expert in political is bra- yeah an exercise in political brown nosing, it gave some a very very detailed account of the trial. Yeah. Wow. So, the trial began the 18th of August in 1612. In the Lancaster courtroom, which is actually still a working courtroom today. Wow. Part of the documentary, they actually filmed in the same courtroom where this all Mm. took place. Wow. So that was... Dude. Another reason why it's worth watching. Yeah. Europe is so old. <laughs> very <laughs> is yes. old as fuck. And that, I, like, especially I think to to America, it's, it's wild to think about. Yeah, you know. Well, we haven't mm. been around that long. No, yeah. and a lot of our old buildings get torn down and demolished, and and yeah. new ones are right. put on top. Like, even recently, like we had um, a building that for a long time was a liquor store, but it was actually an old armory. Yeah. yeah from way back, but yeah, it's gone now. It was demolished, you know? And it was sad, you know, because I I don't think the town did enough to protect it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, it's... There's not... I I feel like there's not as much of an urge to conserve old buildings and protect them, you know? So... Yeah, there's not a lot of value on preserving our history. Yeah. Yeah. In certain places. In other places, I know it's it's a priority, but I, I know... Several places throughout the U.S. It's just not a priority. Yeah. So, um, in the back there were two judges, and a jury, and in the back Thomas Potts writing what would now become his best-selling book. Um, around this time, less than half of those accused of witchcraft were actually convicted and executed. So that's important to note. So the prisoners initially still had hope. Mm-hmm. The trial started with poor Allison, who didn't even defend herself. She was so convinced of her own guilt. When John Law was brought into the courtroom to testify, she fell to her knees before him, crying, apologizing, and begging for his forgiveness. She was asked if she could heal the peddler, and she, of course, said she couldn't, but claimed that her grandmother, who, as I said before, had died at this point, could have. Next was Elizabeth, and Potts was ruthless in his description of the woman, who, unlike her daughter, was not at all contrite. She was angry and defiant. Potts described her in this manner This odious witch was branded with a preposterous mark in the nature which preposterous mark in nature, which was left one eye standing lower than the other, and one looking down while the other was looking up, so strangely deformed as the best that were present did affirm that they had not often seen the like. So you know, on top of accusing her of witchcraft, he's calling her ugly. So. Yeah, rude. Yeah. <clears throat> While Elizabeth protested her innocence, the nine year old Jeanette was led into the courtroom. Elizabeth yelled at Jeanette desperately. Jeanette began to cry and asked that Elizabeth be made to leave the courtroom. So Elizabeth was taken back to the dungeons. As soon as she was gone, Jeanette jumped up on a table and denounced her own mother as a witch. She claimed that her mother. Spirit in the likeness of a brown dog and that she would have the spirit kill for her. She also described a meeting at the meeting at Mulken Tower on Good Friday claiming her mother told her that everyone there were all witches and described the food and the environment and the names included her mother and her brother who she claimed had been a witch for three years and that she saw his spirit kill three three people. She then recited, charms that she heard her that she claimed to hear her brother say now in listening to them it sounded like prayers yeah, yeah. it didn't sound like anything you would think at all would be harmful yeah. Or yeah you know and it was even ended like with a, to jesus you know yeah kind of thing so I, I firmly believe, and from what I, I saw in the documentary and what they explained, is that it was a mix of old beliefs, Catholic beliefs, and being uttered from a child's mind and recollection. Yeah. yeah. So, not dependable, you know? Yeah. Um, Potts, however, was so impressed by Jeanette. He said of her, although she were but very young, yet it is wonderful to the court. With mod what modesty and government and understanding she delivered this evidence against the prisoner at the bar being her own natural brother. It's unlikely Jeanette really understood the impact of the word her words would have. She was very articulate for a nine year old beggar. It's also likely her old frustration and anger with her family at being the family bastard and their treatment of her fueled her testimony as well. Maybe fear that she would also be in trouble if she didn't say what the court wanted her to say and what Noel wanted her to say. Yeah. It was said the judge set up an identity parade. During these parades, he mixed people who had been accused along with other random prisoners to see if Jeanette could identify them. She would walk along and pick them out, giving details to the court as she went in an attempt to catch... Any fraud, the judge asked her if she saw a Joanna Style, which was a name he had made up. Jeanette responded, No, sir, I've never heard of her. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. She was well coached. And yeah, That's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. What
0: makes me. I think the sickest about this is how much these people, the the people who were prosecuting them just fucking reveled in this. Oh yeah. And they were just happy to see people die. They're
1: like, Oh, look at this wonderful display. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's fucking sickening. And wow. that's the problem with yeah. the righteous. Yeah. The righteous will justify any horror. Yes. Any, any, yeah. any kind of awful treatment because they believe they are doing God's work. Right. And I, I can honestly say this. It doesn't matter which religion it is. I am always leery of zealots and righteous people. Yeah. Because yep. they are always the first ones to do harm. Yeah. You know.
0: Um, and it, I, my thing is, first of all, if you believe in God's word, um, then you believe in loving thy neighbor. <laughs> and you believe in um, letting God
1: judge them. Okay. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you you don't say a fucking thing you yeah. love them and move the fuck but on. But that's the problem with with zealots and with with the righteous is they cherry pick. Exactly. Yeah. They they cherry pick what they want to follow and then they ignore the rest. Right. Yep. But you have to follow everything they believe you should follow, yes. even yep. if they themselves don't follow that. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that is the biggest issue. Um anyway, uh it, again, to me, this all just seems like very, very careful coaching. They wanted to be very thorough, so they could act, They could also convict Alice Nutter, who was of a higher social standing. So they had to be careful and what they did. At the end of, uh, at, at the end, all of Jeanette's family, and neighbors, and some of her neighbors, the ones that were accused, mm-hmm. were found guilty. Ten people were sentenced to hang that day. The day after, they were brought to Gallows Hill, which. Is now a park? Oh, yeah, creepy. Yeah. Uh, during the documentary, he was standing there, and it's a playground. Whoa. <laughs> so you know, weird. That like well, fun. that's one thing they haven't done in Salem, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, the method of hanging was especially cruel as it didn't break the neck. It could take oh. up to twenty minutes for someone to die, and oh. it was pretty common. Was it long? Where the it's a long distance to the ground? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it, it was pretty suffering. common for friends and family. Yeah, it was slow suffocation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but friends and family would frequently run up and wrap their arms around the person's legs and just hang to try to speed it along so they their suffering would stop. Yeah. I meant low to the ground, not high to the ground. Because, yeah, when oh, you when saying, you yeah. drop from a high
0: distance, it snaps your neck. But when you drop and just hang and your feet are just a Maybe few just feet off there. the ground, yep. you're just there... Slowly suffocating.
1: Yep. It's important to note, too, that the Devises had no family to help them in this. And James himself was only 14 at the time. That is fucking horrific. Yeah. And they're poor, and they've been starved into jail. So they were light. Yeah. So they probably got the worst end of that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, everyone that was listed, er, that, w- that I listed earlier that was in that cell, except for old Demdike, who of course died in the cell, um, was killed that day. So, and again, James was 14 and Allison was 17. That's fucking horrific. Yeah. In a very, very sad twist of fate, Jeanette found herself in the same place her family was 22 years later. She was also mm. being accused based on a child's testimony. November of 1633, a 10-year-old boy came home from Pendle late with a very strange story. He claimed, while picking berries, he came across two greyhounds, and he claimed while he tried to get the two greyhounds to chase a hare, they refused, and he went to beat them with a stick. One of the dogs then turned into the witch and the other into a boy, and that boy was then turned into a horse. The witch then took him on the horse to a barn that he claimed was packed with 60 witches. He said ropes hung from the ceiling, and when the witches pulled on the ropes, amazing food would fall from above. He then said he ran away and was chased by the witches, Mm -hmm. and then goes on to claim while he was running, he ran into a boy with cloven hooves. Apparently, this, and shockingly to me, his parents believed him, and for three months, the boy's father took him from town to town where he would accuse people at being in the barn gathering. So he would take them into a church and where the whole town was. Yeah. And the boy would just randomly accuse people. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, with no other evidence against these people other than the child's testimony. Yeah. 20 people were put on trial February 16th, 1634, and one of them was Jeanette Devis, accused of killing the wife of William Nutter. So this is the same place, the same families, the same everything, you yeah. know? However, times had changed. People had become more had become more skeptical, including the king himself. And not that he was a good dude. So don't don't make that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um In a town called Leicester in 1616, a boy the age of 12 or 13 accused nine women of being witches, and these women were all hanged. The next month, King James himself went to Leicester to interview the boy. Under the scrutiny of the king, the boy confessed to lying. After that, the king rebuked rebuked the judges, which sent a message loud and clear to other judges, which trials were to be handled with more care, and especially if they depended on children witness testimony Mm -hmm. and now in 1633 king james son was on the throne charles i had a catholic wife and was much more compassionate towards the plight of catholics and he was very doubtful of the witch hunting uh he was much more skeptical skeptical of all of it during Dinesh's trial the child was once again believed by the jury and 17 people were found guilty based again on nothing but the word of the boy. One of those people was Jeanette. However, the judges were leery of passing a ruling because of the, cl- the current political climate, so they sent the case all the way up to the king himself. Four were sent from Lancaster to London, but Jeanette wasn't one of them. She was still locked in a cell. Mm-hmm. During this time, the infamous play The Witches of Lancaster was written and being performed, and it's still performed to this day, um, the play of course had a comedic twist to it, but no one who was actually involved in any of the trials found anything funny.
0: I'm sure they did not
1: yeah um, this trial in 1634 was more about objective evidence. They didn't just want testimony they wanted proof. Unfortunately, friends you know this was the time where forensic science was beginning to bloom but it it didn't necessarily mean a lot when it was in the hands of people who, didn't know much right right you know they were still very deeply superstitious um so this evidence came in the form of what was known as witches' marks small irregularities of the body um or um anything that looked like a quote nipple for the devil to suckle so okay. that can be moles skin tags oh my god basic things like wow that. yeah yeah common 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 shit
0: Nigel would be fucking dead.
1: I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, during the search, they documented <clears throat> any marks they can. They uh, considered unusual, including Jeanette. In the records, they claim to have found two small paps or marks in her secrets, which means what you think it means. So yeah. Um, two small what now? Paps or marks. What are what were they? Um doesn't say exactly what that means. So my guess is they were just either like skin tabs or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So but on her her lady bits. So she was violated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no question she was violated. Yikes. Um big fat fucking yikes. Yep. Which you know, um mm-hmm. however um they gathered together a the um the during the king's trial um They gathered together a group of five physicians and 10 female uh, midwives to examine the accused and found that the marks were nothing unusual. They were all common, you know, um, common marks that people just had. Also, unlike Jeanette, the boy eventually broke down under scrutiny and told the truth. He said his story was actually inspired by the Devis' trials, and he had heard rumors from neighbors he was also discovered that the boy's father had been blackmailing women, threatening to have oh. his son name them if they didn't pay him. As a result, Jean- Jeanette and the others were acquitted. The tale told uh, by the child was almost her, her tales told as a child was almost her undoing as an adult. Fear gave men the authority, men who were corrupt, overambitious, greedy, and had power. Fear gave them the ability to miscarry justice. Fear allowed an extreme reaction that was fed by existing prejudice and a lack of any real evidence. We always need to be aware and fear of fear. Who's telling us to be afraid and who benefits from our fear?
0: I want to be very clear here. Jeanette, not a villain. She did fucked up shit as a child,
1: but she was fucking scared. She was coached. She, yes. was she was coached and coerced and as a, a nine-year-old little girl. Yeah. A nine-year-old little girl who had suffered abuses her whole life. Right. She, yeah. There's there's no way she understood the full implication no. of what she was doing.
0: Absolutely not.
1: You know, I, I certainly wouldn't have at, at nine years old. Right. No. You know, right. and if you have somebody who's... an uh, of wealth and of standing and of power that sitting there and telling you, you have to do this because it's the right thing to do. What are you going to do? Right. A you're child? a child.
0: You're going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. You've been taught your entire life to listen to adults.
1: <laughs> yeah. To right. authority figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So Jeanette is not a villain here, you know? Um, no, I think Noel and pots are, I firmly yeah. believe Noel
1: and pots are. Yeah. Oh, so, for
0: sure. um, mm-hmm. absolutely abhorrent and disgusting. That uh, this says this is something that happened, man. This yeah. is insane. Yeah.
1: And that's the end of what I have. But it it was I felt an important piece of history, absolutely, and context that yeah we as American society were missing. You know, I
0: think we should uh cover the Salem witch trials as
1: well. Yeah, maybe eventually we will. I, I think it would be a good thing for us to do too. 100%. Um, because
0: uh, yeah. this obviously is an, a very important piece of history. Uh, Salem witch trials are American history, though, which is really interesting. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, think,
1: I had never heard of this. The only reason I, I had, had either, I, like, wow. Uh,
2: sorry, I was kind of quiet. I was just
1: interested, it. like, yeah. listening, you know? <clears throat> um, yeah. It, very it,
2: interesting. Horrible. Horrible, yeah, yes. But, yeah.
0: I find that a lot of horrible
1: things are interesting, though. True. Yeah. yeah we you well, know? that's why, like, I, yeah. I don't ever want to tell people that I'm a fan of dark history because I genuinely don't believe I am. I believe history is dark. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes, humans are capable of a lot of good, but we are capable of a lot of evil and a lot of miscarriages of justice, which this definitely was. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 100%. This was plain and simple persecuting people for their beliefs. Right. You know,
0: let's not repeat that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. you know and to me it also ties in with why it is so important to keep politics and religion separate exactly I because this is what happens when you keep violating that yeah.
0: it's very mm-hmm. scary to hear i don't i'm not going to get political here um, mm-hmm. but currently in a lot of our political climate there's people who are trying to merge religion with politics and with, with human rights, and mm-hmm. we can't do that. Exactly. Not everybody believes the same thing. Yeah. There's a reason we have the separation of church and state, and this is why. Yeah. This is why there's a separation of church and state. Maybe not this specifically, but the whole reason that settlers came here was to escape religious persecution, mm. you know? Yeah. And yeah. then what's what's funny is
1: they repeated it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and, and... Oh, yeah, because Puritans, mean, like, I think Robin Williams said it best. Puritans were a group of people so uptight, the British said, get the fuck out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, they, in turn, came over here and did the same thing to their own people. Yeah. Like, Quakers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. their their stance against Quakers was insanity. And
0: Quakers are, like, peaceful. Like,
1: they're, like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, it, it was... The thing with, can you know, being of a a religious background and, and and believing in a in a conservative nature of things, there's nothing initially wrong with that. But the problem is, it very easily snowballs. Exactly. And it gets worse and worse. And then yep. you start policing your own more, and you start policing your own more, and you start policing your own more until you start just killing everybody off in mass. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And for for small things, for small infractions. Yeah. You know, and I think we desperately want to believe in the modern times that we're more intelligent, that we're beyond that. But I don't think we are. Not as far removed as we want to believe. Absolutely certainly. not. Like, yeah. we, okay,
0: let's, uh, we, we talked, you talked about scapegoats and about how... Yes. Throughout history, we've always used people as scapegoats. And I think oh, yeah. a great example of that is the Holocaust. Yes. And we are—we think we're so far removed from that. That was less than 100 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I think people forget that. There are still people alive today who survived the Holocaust. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, we forget that. We really do. We are not as far as we
1: think we are. And we are closer to another Holocaust than nope. we are removed from it. We always need to question where our views and stances are coming from yes who benefits from them exactly you know Mm -hmm. um does it allow for a tighter noose of control you know right and from what perspective and what stance does this control come from exactly you know
0: and again not to be political at all I don't believe it is political though this is
1: historical yeah I mean this is historical yeah we know how things go and it's important That we don't ever make the association between our political figures and Christ-like imagery. Yes. For this reason. Completely agree. You know? It's... Or, you know, Arthurian or whatever sort of figure you want to put in this place. You know, it's... Hero worship is dangerous. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and believing that somebody is infallible is dangerous. Yes. So... But yeah, so that's what I had today. Um I hope you guys liked you killed it. it dude. You really did, Seriously. Brenna. That Thank was amazing. You. Yeah. I love that's my That's a history, tough fucking man. act to follow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do now for next week? i good.
2: You delivered. <laughs> I'm here home. with Shane Dawson Drama. Shane Dawson oh, Drama, right? It's... Let me give
1: you the makeup guru drama. <laughs> <laughs> She does, Let's talk about fall off the face of the earth. <laughs> Let's talk about Jeffree's Starburst. High sister.
0: Hi sisters. <laughs> That's James Charles. Um, I got his palette today. Actually, I got it as a Christmas gift. <laughs> but it's fine. It was a Christmas gift. I didn't buy it. It was a Christmas gift. Yep. I'm gonna use it. It's very very pretty.
1: I know a lot of people too that won't touch Jeffrey Star's products anymore. Uh, I won't. Yeah, I will yeah. not. A lot of people are like, start. I've got some of his because I bought it a long time ago, and now I, you know, I'm using it till well, well, the end because it was that's, expensive that's and I paid that's for me. it. Yeah, but so I'm not like, buying any new stuff. I, I've yeah. got like what four, palettes? four of or his palette, three or four yeah. of his
0: palettes. Yeah, yeah, um, and I've got a few of his lipsticks, yeah. and, um, and they're great products. I'll be honest, they're wonderful yeah, products. Honestly. However.
1: We live in a world where you can ethically shop now. Yes. I well,
0: there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. However, you can do better. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing, with Jeffree Star cosmetics in specific, Jeffree Star uses you know, he uses ethical labor. He ethically sources his products. They're vegan. However, he is not an ethical person. Yeah. So I choose not to support him because there are other vegan cruelty-free brands that I can support instead. There's so many alternatives, there's so many indie brands, there's so many. Support small businesses. Yes. That is so important, especially right now during COVID. Mm -hmm. Please support a small business. Christmas is coming up. If you're going to buy somebody gifts, check out people's Etsy shops. You know, if you're going to buy somebody, uh, masks are really a big thing right now. I think a lot of people are giving like custom masks to people for Christmas and stuff. Buy one from an Etsy shop. Buy a handmade one, you know, support small shops right now. It's so important
1: during this pandemic. Those are the
0: people who are really, really missing out so i'm sorry this
1: just made me think of something i was telling scotty yesterday because he actually bought me a a mask yeah but it was it was black and it like fit perfectly over my nose and under my chin Mm -hmm. and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was smiling and he could tell I was smiling and he goes what and I'm like I feel like sub zero <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god like I feel like you know yelling out fatality and yelling get over here you know? right right I don't think I've like ever randomly going up to people and doing yeah. right
0: I don't think yeah. I'm yeah. ever gonna be able to leave the mask alone now I kind of like it honestly I, I look like it. a bad bitch oh I, in... I love.
1: Not hearing, you should smile. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, when, I I my, when I get my
1: when oh. I get my hair done, my
0: hairstylist she takes my pictures, and I'm like, you want me to take my mask off for the picture?" And she's like, "No, dude, you look so cool with your mask on with your hair." And I'm yeah. like, "Thank you." Like
2: it does look cool. It exactly. does. So she
0: always has me keep my mask on in my pictures because it just from a fashion adds. standpoint, I like it. I like <laughs> How masks. How terrible is that? I get why people don't like them. <laughs> It's not for everybody. I put my hood but
2: on one day for my hoodie, and I was like, oh I look so fucking cool
0: right?
1: But regardless, <laughs> we're going to wear one. Yes. Right? We're wearing one. We're protecting yes. our neighbors. It certainly isn't a fashion statement at this point. No. But I can, I wouldn't be mad if it does become a fashion statement later. I'm just fucking no. used to yeah. it now.
2: Like, I come home from work, and I'll sit on here. Like, I'll play video games or whatever, and mm-hmm. I just have it like sitting under my chin. Yeah, you, you just it get used to it. I just, I forget about it. I'll
1: you know. do that too because I have to wear it's... one all day at work. Yeah. Um, as I've said before, I'm a tattoo yeah. artist, mm. so I have to wear it all day at work. And then like, as soon as I get in the car, I will sometimes forget that I'm, I have it on. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to add to my small business thing, mm. tattoo tattoo parlors, yes,
0: tattoo shops, piercers, Yep. Those are also places that you can support because those yep. are also people that suffered during this pandemic, especially during shutdowns, yep. because they yep. weren't even eligible for
1: unemployment. And I can't say so. this enough. Don't okay. go to Target or Walmart or any of these places and buy mass produced art. buy from local artists we are happy to sell things to you we are happy to take commissions we are happy to work with you on things support local artists, support small business please, please, please
0: Please, we love you, we We love you so much
1: just support small businesses for this Christmas
0: season fuck capitalism I'm
2: starting an OnlyFans (laughs) Um, Support
0: Nigel's small business of OnlyFans. For
2: bands. $4.99 a month. All
0: right. You, oh, you be Lord. quiet now. All right, guys. Thank okay, you so much. don't tell them
1: that, though, because they're going to want it. Right? <laughs>
0: so. Thank you guys it's so much money? for listening. Um, yeah. You can follow all of our socials. We're at Wicked Myth Podcast w- on w- everything Podcast! except for Twitter. I missed Jesus <laughs> you did, Christ, yes. Nigel. You can, as I was saying, trying to get our socials out there right now, you can follow us on Twitter at Wicked Myth Pod. Somebody stole our fucking username. As you all um, know. Send us a Gmail, wickedmythpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories.
1: Come on. We do. And follow us on Instagram at Wicked Myth Podcast. Fuck yeah. And on oh, Facebook.
0: And one more thing before we uh, let you guys go. We Mm -hmm. are doing a Christmas live show. Yes.
1: We had so much fun doing the Halloween. Yes, we did.
0: So we were like so excited. I was like, we should do a Christmas show and organize it a little better. So we've got an event on Facebook. Um, You can go let us know you're going to be there. You know, we're Mm going to go uh, uh, live at... What did we say we gonna going to do? Five to six?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. It's, five so. All, yeah. to six it's all on Facebook, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and we actually created an event for it this time, which yes. my short-sighted self did not do last time, so yeah. that was my bad. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was the last minute, and it was a great idea. It was We yeah. had so much fun it doing fun. it, so please come join <coughs> us for that. We're going to do it on Christmas Eve from uh, 5 to 6 p.m., okay? Yep. So please join us. We're going to wear ugly sweaters and mm-hmm. sip hot chocolate and have a great time. Have a so.
2: out of our fucking... And skull mugs and, but uh, yes right yes alright well
0: thank you guys so much for listening and uh, we'll see you on, on the, the other, other side.
2: side bye bye